It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is car con carne episode 700. The theme of tonight's Carcon Carne is radio. I'm talking to people who I did radio with specifically at Q101 back in the day. Uh, one of the funniest pairings ever had the fortune of working with at multiple radio stations is the combination of Bill Leff and Wendy Snyder, who join me now. I see Bill Leff, I see Wendy Snyder, and I also see uh, a very talented radio personality, Steve Fisher. Huh. Hi, everybody. I'm reading a book right now. I can't really come to the Zoom meeting. Wendy Snyder, very kind to be reading my book. We appreciate <laughs> your enthusiasm. With uh, Is that a Marvel Star Wars comic book behind you? I don't know. I'm in Jimmy Mack's studio right now. Really? There's also um, <clears throat> Bill Leff would like this. Oh, the Ronald McDonald coloring calendar. Oh. 1980. Oh. <laughs> All right. So some quick introductions. Uh, I'll be more effusive here uh wendy snyder oh my god what a career she started at the loop then there was q and a one wckg wls wgn she's won awards i would say she is one of chicago radio's most reliable and celebrated female voices and she's currently back at wls am bill leff uh you know him from his standout role in the 1989 movie major league uh, we first came to know him at q and a one when he co-hosted wendy and bill uh he's done so uh, solo talk radio hosting Wendy and Bill came back together as Bill and Wendy and WGNAM, then later as a podcast for WSAM. Uh, since last year, Bill's been the host and star of Tune In With Me on MeTV. I'm pretty sure that's what the kids mean by saying someone's living his best life. And <laughs> clearly, right? Uh, yeah, and Steve, Steve Fisher. Steve was one of the first full-time jocks I worked with. Steve was one of those like super tight, brilliant pr production guys, creative guy, did Afternoon Drive on Q101 for many years. Sharp dresser, very handsome. Uh, and Steve, and he's Wendy and my son. <laughs> hey, that's true. No people, most people don't realize that. Hi, yeah, guys. I, I mentioned James. to I mentioned to Chris Payne earlier that he was smart. Like when he started doing weekends on Q and one in the nineties, he was going to law school, and I thought, oh wait, he figured a way out. Right. Steve Fisher did the same thing. He went into real estate. He he knew. He knew how to like provide for himself for the future. He he saw the future and he found an alternate career path. So he, Steve Fisher is a genius, and that leaves me, Bill, and Wendy. Well, Bill <laughs> Bill bailed, and he's working with a fish now on TV. So that's awesome. I'm looking for a radio job. So if anyone's listening, I am available. So I, I should ask about you know I kind of since it's like this Royal Rumble thing where people just pop on all night. Uh, Wendy and Bill are on at the same time. Are, are you, do you guys get along? I know you're not on the air together anymore. There's no yeah, weirdness. Okay. Of course. He was at my wedding fun. and uh, I've known him a long time and he's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, he is adorable. <laughs> now, Bill Leff is a notorious action figure collector. In fact, um, I remember when he first met my son, he's like, you should come over sometime and see my action figures. Sounds weird, but it wasn't. We <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except my husband and my work husband. I think Jeffrey Epstein used to say it every now and then, too. <laughs> uh, but Bill Bill has essentially like a museum of toys. It, it is a yeah. delight going uh, to his home. Thank you, James. And that's what I mean. You're living your best life on this MeTV <clears throat> show. It's so much fun. You know, I told them at the audition, 
if somebody else gets this job of hosting the show, I'll watch it every day. I'll be so jealous, but I'll just sit there and I'll be so infuriated it wasn't me. And I think that tipped it in. I think they went, we don't want to make you sad. Why don't you get the job? You are so perfect for that. I'm sorry. Thank I can't you. think Thank of anyone else except Ray Rayner, and he's no longer with us. He's no longer with us. And Bill Jackson, who's no longer I with know. us. I know. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. So the common thread, the red thread through all my guests tonight are, is that we work together mm -hmm. at Q101, the radio station, which went away like 10 years mm -hmm. ago. Um, when I started there, Fisher was afternoon drive. Steve, you were there from the beginning. I mean, I talk about being in the right place, right time, right moment. I mean, it was a huge deal. When you, you know, it, studio, and uh, Wendy and Bill, good to see you. you too. Nice to see you, Steve. Fantastic. You sound great. Um, and I think, you know, for me, it was like a dream come true because James, we're both from Chicago. And, you know, I was always told you had to do all the, you know, minor league outlets, so to speak. So I went from Carbondale to St. Louis to San Antonio. And then I came back home to Chicago. What most people do not know is I actually was called by the blaze after I took my job in San Antonio going, Hey, do you want to come back home to Chicago? And so I think the PD at the time was John Edwards. Does that sound familiar? No, no, but the blaze was like a hard rock station. Yeah. And so he calls me and I, and he goes, how would you like to come home to Chicago? I'm like, that's great. What's the pay? And it wasn't <laughs> much more than what I was making in San Antonio. I'm like, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And honestly, JBL, my heart, you know, you went to Columbia college and you had a great experience there. And at SIU, we had an awesome college radio station, WIDB. So former record rep, maybe you know him, Vic Lentini. He was sure. my first. Everyone my knows first Vic record. Lentini. Yeah, Vic is awesome. Vic and all these guys introduced me to all this great alternative music. So I was playing The Cure, Depeche Mode, In Excess. Even U2 was considered alternative at the time. Husker Du, The Replacements. And this is what I was playing in college. So then when all of a sudden a friend of mine from college said, hey, you should apply. Q1 just changed. You're going alternative. She got my tape into Mary Schumann's hands, the uh, music director, mm -hmm. who then forwarded it to Bill Gamble. So while I was in San Antonio with a mullet playing Iron Maiden and Metallica, you know, my heart was really into like, man, I would really love to be part of this, this, this really explosive radio station. So JBO, I was very, very, very fortunate. Uh, they hired me to do nights. They knew it. It's Bill Gamble. He's so strategic like this because he knows he can pay you less if you're doing nights. And then he promotes you in the afternoons like a month later. But I was just a kid. At the same pay? <laughs> so slimy. Well, the bar is so low that even if the pay gets bumped up, it feels like, oh, wow, he did me a great right. favor. I'm giving you a raise. Oh, well, thanks. And you get to do afternoons. Well, of course, you're fresh out of college. This is a dream job. I'm yeah. back home in Chicago. And then um, it was just awesome, man. And, and we had a blast. And honestly, James, first of all, let's talk about you. Congratulations. 700 episodes doing anything is amazing. Thank you. But I mean this sincerely. And I think I told you this when I first met you. You had such talent that most people don't have in radio. And that is you can interview anybody. You can be a man of the street, but you're also intellectual. You're intelligent. You're articulate. And I'll, I'll never forget, we worked at 94.7 The Zone. <laughs> you used to share with me your word of the day that you got from dictionary.com or something like that. You were always looking to improve yourself. And I love that about you. So congratulations. You Thank you, Steve. Seriously. You're very kind. You know, Wendy and Bill, Steve said something that I think resonates with anyone who's worked in radio. Uh, that attitude from the corner office that, well, you're lucky to be here. Like, yeah. Right, yes. like I, I was told I got uh, a, kind of a promotion in, in my last cluster position I got. And I said, well, you know, is there a pay increase? Are there bonuses? And I was told, nope, flat is the new up. There is no more money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they, had me a, up. 
<laughs> the attitude is you're just lucky to be here. Yeah. Right. Like, like we're not going to give you more money. Know that the, the grim reaper is waiting right down the hall. Like, <laughs> the, you know, the, the clock's ticking from the second you sign on to a radio job, but, but there's always been that, you know, work but is its know, own reward. When it first started, I mean, we were very lucky to have a job on the air. So we were lucky to be there. And then with the advent of podcasting, Anybody can do something. Proof is in the pudding. 700 shows right now. Anybody can do it. Well, you, you, Bill and Wendy, you, you podcasted. We did. I, oh, wait, is there, is there pudding? Did I hear that? Right? Is there pudding? <laughs> Maybe we should have continued podcasting and I'd give you pudding. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I want in. <laughs> Bill, I will tell you at Aldi this week, they have cheesecake factory cups that are like pudding cups and they have little mixins. So I had the creme brulee delightful. You'd love it. Oh, I gotta go. Bye, guys. Happy 700. <laughs> uh, Wendy, I, interestingly, the first person tonight to be drinking a beer on camera. I'm drinking NA right now, but uh, with all the radio people I've talked to, I'm surprised that you're the first person conspicuously drinking. I thought I would be amongst company, but, you what know, you no Fisher? one's doing it. What are you drinking, Fisher? That's pr it's product placement, JBO. It is a uh, revolution anti-hero. That's what I thought. It's my go-to. Go local. Here's to you. I'm not a beer snob, so I'm just drinking Miller Lite, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Wendy, you seem like a Miller Lite kind of person, like a no. I bullshit. take that as a slam and I appreciate not it. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> like, but that, that's kind of your persona on the air. You're like the, the no bullshit Chicago person, like transparent, no, no putting on airs or any of that stuff. I have no airs to put. I really don't. I what you see is what you get. And to know me is to hate me pretty much. And Peter Pan's <laughs> drinking the Green River. Having a green river. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tasty. Awesome. Uh, Bill F. and Wendy Snyder, when you started at Q101, it was a weird time. Uh, you came in, I think you replaced Lance and Stoli. Is that correct? Yeah. We replaced Stoli. <laughs> <laughs> Lance wouldn't leave. They couldn't get Lance to leave. So it was uh, Lance and Wendy and me. Uh, so what was that like? You know, to hear you say it back in the day, it was kind of a square peg round hole. But was it really? Wendy, go ahead. At the beginning, it was. I mean, we came from the loop and the loop is where everybody wanted to work. It was morning shows all day long. And we were lucky enough to have a job. Right. Like you said, you just be thankful you have a job. We were. It was great. It was an opportunity to do mornings and we took it. And I, I would say, yeah, at the beginning, we did feel out of place. But, um, Bill, you can speak for yourself, but. There were times where Bill would go, I actually kind of like this song. You know, at the very beginning, they had us introduce a band uh, at a festival in Grant Park. We'd been oh. there a week and they booed <laughs> us like they go, ladies and gentlemen, wet. like they got to the W and Wendy and Bill, ladies and gentlemen, wet like that. And the crowd just started booing like crazy. And it I wasn't said just you. It wasn't just you. <laughs> I mean, Fisher, I mean, how, how many shows? I mean, that was just uh, the thing. I mean, back in the day, in what? the 90s, it, representing the alternative station, you were the enemy. You were you, yeah. know, you were a middle finger to the underground. So, I mean, I, yeah. I remember plenty of shows like taking flaming lips, taking cups of beer to the head. Fisher, really? for you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fisher, I'm sure that happened to you. Yeah. Especially at Metro or at the Aragon. And so, <laughs> oh, my and God. I, and it's but it's true. And I think, you know, because alternative was an alternative anymore. And if you're playing, no doubt, you know, five times every other hour, thanks to the BG rotation, you know, people get they get sick of that. They're like, why are you bastardizing the music that I love and that I don't want anybody else to share with me? This is my baby. 
And so I think that's really what happened is that it really wasn't an alternative anymore. You know, we were just playing new music. And I think that's the, that's the challenge is how do you stay hip, cool, and relevant, relevant I should say, when everybody already knows you know, the secrets out of the bag. Well, Lance of the Lance and Stoli morning show, uh, as Bill Leff mentioned, didn't leave. They just got rid of Stoli and Lance stuck around. Lance Tosser Tosser is actually here. Uh, Lance is one of those people who I've mentioned on the show today, like Steve Fisher, who had an exit strategy out of radio, and uh, he should be celebrated for that. Also joining us is really one of the defining voices of Q101 from the get-go, Brooke Hunter, one of the defining. Yay! Hi, Brooke. Hi, Hi, Lance. Hey, Brooke. Brooke, you're on mute. That's just life in Zoom. You got to say that like every third call. I What's saw up, the like, beginning of the show, by the way, James. So, dude, yes, <laughs> it, it's like it's the first time I've done this. And I didn't realize my mic was off till Payne got on. And Six I, minutes I, later. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do, Wendy. Uh, when we're when we're done recording, I'm going to go back and I'll trim off the end and save the video and it'll be like nothing ever happened. OK, good. But I want you to know, and as you, you are all broadcasters, you can appreciate that that has been nagging me since then. So two hours later, I know. I, that's the one thing I focused on in the back of my head throughout all these conversations is that I fucked up right out of the gate. James, use it as a bonus track. <laughs> An audio less bonus track. People love bonus tracks. Yeah. Uh, last time I saw Lance was actually very recently. Lance is a museum curator. He does an, an amazing job. He curated the Disco Demolition uh exhibits mm-hmm. out in Elmhurst a few years ago. And he did the... Uh, Music of, Illinois, music of Illinois, is that the correct name? The State of Sound. State of Sound, sorry. State of Sound, which was a celebration of the history of music coming out of mm-hmm. Illinois. So I went down to Springfield and had him on the mm-hmm. podcast. And it's just amazingly cool. Like all the all the corners of Illinois music represented really beautifully done display. So Lance, I, I and you got the guitar in the background. Lance has had his fingers in all kinds of things. I mean, he's a musician. I mean, he was a member of the Lupins when Lance and Stoli became a morning show. Lance, you had no radio experience when you started on Q101. Well, I, I was on WRSE in Elmhurst College, just like Terry Hemmerich. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I had really high-quality radio skills, as Brooke can attest to. Uh, <laughs> absolutely no control over the uh, – we weren't allowed even in the room uh, with the board uh, for many you know, important reasons. And uh, – yeah, you know, that was a, a very strange scenario. The the band that I was in got signed to RCA. Uh, we had gone in and done a couple of interviews with uh, the late, great Carla Leonardo, uh, who was doing the local show. And then we did a, a, sh- a block party show where we opened up for Counting Crows. And um, a great story there was we wanted to make, uh, we wanted to make kind of a splash, uh, and so I went to a pawn shop and bought a guitar that I could smash. Did I tell you this story already? Okay. Not, uh, not, not here. So, uh, um, and the thought was on the last song, you, you know, on our very last song, I would play this guitar. And at the end of that song, I was going to smash it. Just, you know, try to be a cool guy. And I'd never played it uh, prior to that show. And so we get to the last song. I put this guitar on. I plug it in. And it just goes. <laughs> and it wasn't even making like a guitar sound or anything. So I smashed it at the beginning of the song, which is not the thing to do. And so I smash it. And then I go back to grab one of my other guitars. And I realized the cord was still plugged into the guitar. I smashed and the crowd had it. 
So I was that guy pulling on the other end of my cord, trying to get my cord back from the crowd. It's good luck. Plug in, you know, play the song. And then afterwards, uh, Bill Gamble standing backstage talking about what a great set that was. And I was kind of like mortified, but whatever. Uh, uh, and then the next thing I know, he says, would you like to do a radio show uh, 10 to midnight on Friday nights and we'll pay you and Stoli like 500 bucks a piece. And that was with Carla. And I think, no, I, think, I don't know if Carla was doing it or not. I can't remember. Were you doing that, Brooke? I can't remember. You Did you do 10 to midnights with us? I can't hear. Brooke Are you muted, was... Brooke? She may be. Um, so you did so, the show 10 to midnight. 10 to midnight. We did that on Friday nights for a while. And then he took us to lunch and said, hey, we think you guys are doing really cool. Would you do every night of the week, 10 to midnight, and we'll pay you whatever the union minimum scale was. And we're like, okay. Because yeah. you were lucky to be yeah. there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then, But that was cool because we invited a lot of our colleagues on. So we had Liz Fair on. Yeah. We had Erich Overkill on. We had... Uh, material issue. I was actually in that band before, right. and and we had a lot of fun. It was just two hours, and so that's not tough, really. And that's our wheelhouse from an hour standpoint. And then, um, and then Robert Chase was doing mornings, and uh, Bill and Bill asked Stoli and I if we would fill in for a week uh, when he went on vacation, and uh, we're like, oh, okay, you know, that's really early for musicians, and so. We did it for a week and they booked a couple of uh, like special guests. I think we had like Matthew Sweet and some other people. I don't remember. Uh, and it was sort of fun, still really <laughs> early. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we, uh, and then we went back to our little evening thing. And the next thing we know, we get asked to go to lunch again. And uh, they said, well, you know, we really think you got something there for that morning show. And we're like, Really? And uh, they offered us uh, like a one-year contract to work with Brooke, and uh, and and they had a producer, Louisa Chu. Remember Louisa Chu? Yeah. Uh, she was our producer, and um, you know uh, they they were giving us all sorts of slack, uh, you know, slack to keep playing gigs, and they promised us the moon, of course. And uh, our whole shtick was that we weren't DJs and we were just there to promote ourselves and steal things from the radio station when no one was looking, and everything else. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so you know, it's a really strange uh, experience. And then um, we had I, actually my one highlight would would be we used to have this goofy bit where they would give us something to give away to listeners. You know, caller number whatever wins yeah. the Nintendo or something. And we decided that that was obviously way too generous. And instead of giving it away, we would trade things. And so. Um, People would call in and say, well, I've got this and I've got a scooter. I got this, whatever. And one guy called in and said, I've got a human brain in a jar. <laughs> and we went, deal, done. <laughs> and this guy, this guy brought an actual human brain. We didn't really think he would do it. But he brought a human brain in a jar of formaldehyde or whatever you put brains in. And, uh, and he brought it to the uh, radio station. And then, you know, not really good radio. Not that you can say anything we did was particularly good radio. But um, the brain was upside down in the jar, and I dared Stoli to reach his hand in there and turn it over. And he like screamed like a little thing that he was, and uh, uh, and that wasn't good radio either. But uh, yeah, so I mean, very strange way of ending up on billboards in Chicago and everything else uh, for one year. We signed a one-year contract, and I don't think we made it to the end of the year. Uh, I think we got to about ten months, and they said, "Yeah, you don't, you don't need to come back anymore." So. 
Well, it's funny because they hired you because you weren't radio like that was that was your appeal. You weren't you weren't broadcasters. But then they got to ten months. They're like these guys don't sound like broadcasters. <laughs> right. We gave that to them. We we gave what he asked for. Uh, you know, uh, Mankai was on the other station, Rock One Hundred Three, and Bill Gamble thought that we would be just as stupid as he is, and apparently we weren't stupid enough or something. Then they brought the cerebral Wendy and Bill team over. Right. <laughs> right. That'll do it. <laughs> what Lance doesn't know, though, James, what Lance doesn't know is, is that brain belonged to a program director from another station who didn't need it because he was a program director. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to the brain. I think Stoli took it home at some point. But, uh... <laughs> I'm surprised I, I, Bill didn't make the brain a co-host of the new morning show. <laughs> there he were a lot, of, a lot of uh, people doing that morning show over at Q101. There were yeah. uh, Brooke, who I, I think is is still muted, but Brooke Brooke did it for a period of time. In fact, one yeah. of my first full time on air gigs was being part of Brooke Hunter's morning show. James, you can do all seven hundred episodes with morning show hosts from Q one hundred and one. How many of them got engaged on the air? True, oh, just Lance, you, right? Lance actually did. That, that's yeah, a chapter that, in this year book. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Steve Fisher, that, did you ever did you ever angle for that? Did you ever pitch Bill and say? Come on, everyone else had a shot. Why not me? It was a death. Honest with you, I, I kind of knew after we had a revolving door, and, and there was one point where I think he said, "Yeah, I thought about it." And he's like, "Yeah, no, you know." <laughs> and it's it's okay. I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. I think when you Bill know that um, when I left Q101, I, I worked with Kevin Matthews for a while, and that was awesome. I mean, I I you know you, you grow up like listening and idolizing. Kev and Johnny B and Stephen Gary. And it was a, such a unique experience and such a great opportunity. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. So, um, oh, absolutely. After yeah. QI, it's actually a pretty cool gig. And Kevin was instrumental in me making the switch from rock jock to talk radio as well. I worked at The Loop um, for many years. And then Howard Stern came to The Loop on the AM side. And Jack Silver was program director at the time. And he said, Wendy, why don't you do live news inserts and and then stay and do news with Kevin? And I said, oh, my God. Yeah. And I learned so much from him. And then Jimmy Mack was the producer um, and cutting up all the Howard Stern tapes. And we used to go by the freight elevator and have a cigarette. And then we got married and had two kids. So it all worked out for me. (laughs) Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Wendy, because. I, I don't think it's as easy a transition for a lot of music jocks to go to talk. It's a change. It, it definitely is. But Kevin, as your teacher, is like, you know, the best in the world. Right. Right. I, I was talking about Kevin earlier um, when he was on this podcast within the past year or so. We we're talking about how at the beginning of the 21st century, radio was taking advertising money from satellite radio. Like, cause radio would just say, you know, strip clubs, satellite radio, who all, all money is good. If it's green, we'll, we'll take it. But it was just such a weird disconnect. Like here's, here's this category that wants to destroy you. But if they're paying us, right. You're giving them 60 seconds, you know, every 20 minutes to tell terrestrial radio listeners why they're stupid for listening to terrestrial and to tune out and listen to something else. Right. Hey, you commercials suck, right? (laughs) Have I got something for you? (laughs) Tired of the same songs? We are, too. That's why we're satellite radio. (laughs) Well, you know what? 
another another really good story for me was I really didn't understand the power of radio at all. When, when you're an idiot sitting in a little studio and, you know, you can talk to people on the phone and that kind of thing. But every once in a while, because we were greedy, they would offer us an opportunity to like go to a store or go to some place and give you some money to call in and, and, and say you're at that store, whatever you call those things, call in. And Stoli and I uh, said, yeah, we'll go to this uh, mall in Schaumburg where they had a Sony home movie theater store, which I didn't even know really existed. And um, so they promoted it for a week and all we had to go there was like for an hour or something and, and call into the radio station while we were there and they were going to give us some money and like the guy at the store was going to give us something from the store too because we had finagled that as well. And um, we were about 10 minutes late, as you are, and uh, the line uh, of kids to meet us was out the store and down. And, and I think it kind of hit us uh, really hard that there were a lot of people listening and, and, um, and they actually showed up. And that, that, was, that was very powerful. It's a lot different than like being on a 50-watt college radio station. Sure. And, uh, that, and so, you know, I always felt bad that uh, there were people that were real broadcasters that uh, uh, would have killed for, uh, you know, a morning sh- slot at a big station like that. And we kind of took it for granted. But uh, it really was never one of our dreams. It was, you know, we, we had a record deal. We thought we were going to be rock stars someday. And, you know, just not the way things work out. But uh, well, it's uh, funny. But I, got talk- a wife, I got a wife and two kids out of the deal. So score. Well, as yeah. you talk about you know, the surprise of, you know, that, that kind of fandom and that enthusiasm, you know, we, we were talking uh, before you jumped on, Lance, with Steve, Bill, and Wendy about, you know, the abuse you take when you'd host shows. And it was hard to have that perspective in that moment. And for me, it certainly was uh, as, you know, people are like walking. I'll never forget. I was in the, the Q101 van. I was in the passenger seat. We were in Wicker Park at Six Corners and we were at a red light and someone just walked up to me in the passenger seat and gave me the finger like this. It was the moment. So it was hard in that in that frame of frame of time. That and James, up. it was Sister Jean, wasn't it? <laughs> It was. The Ramblers. <laughs> All right. Can I just have Bill tell a story? Um, it, Bill Gamble, program director extraordinaire at the time. Uh, we had Jacob Dylan in the studio. And, you know, you get the press people who are like, don't mention who his dad is. Don't bring it up. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do it. Bill, take it. They just kept hammering that one idea home. And Wendy and I both said, we get it. Don't talk about Bob Dylan. We get it. So we had him on. We had the Wallflowers on. They did a song. They did an interview. Everything's fine. And then at the very end, I go, Jacob, I just there's something we're not supposed to bring up, but I got to bring it up. And the band just all stared at me <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't. And, and I goes, stared at you, too. Like, you what did too. are you doing? <laughs> yes, you did, too. And I just I looked at him and I go, what's it like to have Greg Allman as a dad? <laughs> and it was really quiet for 30 seconds. And then everyone exploded. And they all laughed. And then we talked about Bob Dylan after that. Yeah. It was great. Awesome. We, we had um, we had Quincy Jones come to the wrong radio station while we were doing a morning show. Oh, and um, he was there to promote an R&B artist named Tamia or something like that. And whoever was our secretary or the assistant at the front desk was smart enough to say when he walked in and said, I'm Quincy Jones. Am I in the right radio station? She said, yes, come on in. They're waiting for Amazing. you. Amazing. Amazing. Stoli and I are, are sitting in the studio and I don't know, Brooke or somebody said, Quincy Jones is here uh, and he's ready to do an interview. And we're like, are, are we doing that today? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Put him on. Sure. Why not? 
and uh, and and Sam and I had already gotten gotten engaged. And he was such a good sport. Starts walking down the hallway, sees all the alternative rock stuff on the walls, and he goes, "I'm not quite sure I'm in the right radio station." But he sat down, gave us I don't know half an hour. I can't remember, but um, you That's know, he amazing. was a really good sport. He answered questions. I asked him if he did weddings, and apparently <laughs> he was booked. But uh, um, so I mean, yeah, you met a lot of uh, great you know, recording artists coming through, but uh, who, you know, whoever that, that, that uh, person at the front desk was brilliant. And, and brilliant. Uh, and we got, and we got her, got uh, Christy Jones. To come in. All right, Brooke, do we have you now? I don't think so. Dog I don't think it. your mic's working, Brooke. <clears throat> We're trying. It's lovely to see Brooke tonight. Uh, yeah. Brooke Hunter, who again, uh, we... instrumental part. No, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so my Quincy Jones story. Quincy was not allowed to sit in the studio with you and Stoli. <laughs> because Stoli was a hot mess. He and probably so smelled Quincy, too. What? He probably smelled a little bit. Stoli. Okay. He had so dreadlocks. He never showered. Stoli. So he told me the extra layer of dirt kept him warm. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. So my favorite uh, Stoli story. Do you remember back we were doing news and whatever the morning show, um, and Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated. So Stoli goes on the air and says that Shitsack Rabin got God. Killed. And I was I, like, really, Stoli? I. Okay. That's why they hired us, Bill. That's exactly <laughs> That's it. it. That was the moment. That was that, <laughs> that flash was point. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. No, not, not, not that a good was memory. like some of the most frustrating yet fun radio I have ever had. Well, and Brooke, I mean, your start at Q101, I mean, you were plucked out of the, the programming department. As I was, I was. after you, um, I, I think I took your job yeah. when you got when you got on the air. I, I kind of segue to what you were doing from an intro no, so i was in um music research i was doing like telemarketing mm -hmm. and i went to bill one day and i'm like you know no offense to the people on the air but i think i might be able to do this job and they were playing music that i loved and i said if i put together a demo would you listen and bill's like no he goes i'm just gonna put you on the air huh. and i was like seriously and I like kind of crap my pants and I did one hour and then one hour turned into two, turned into three, turned into five. And I started doing overnight. So that's how that all started. And what an interesting time that you could do that. Then I was talking earlier, Jen Jameson was here, like the idea that over overnights was a given back then radio stations had live right. overnight hosts. That was, of course they do. Goldstar. Zoltar, yeah. the brother from another planet. Yeah, oh, he was the best, man. <laughs> oh, and I've got stories about Zoltar. Oh, yeah. Studio always smelled really good. He like burned <laughs> candles and he had a lot of cool cologne on or something. The great thing about Zoltar, Zoltar had a five. Do you know how many women I saw doing the walk of shame down the oh, hall of the merchandise march? I looked at it as more more of a victory march. I mean, these old terms. Victory march. His, his no, boyish charm. Zoltar was a whole ass mood. He was he was a vibe. Zoltar was a, he was what you wanted. It was an alternative, edgy 
overnight host. He he got to pick the shit yeah. he played. You know, so he'd say stuff like, "Hey, what's up? It's the industrial zone." Here's something from Grotus off the hand job EP. I'm like, that's actually happening in overnights. This is amazing. <laughs> but I would walk in, so, I'd come back from like a, a bar night or something, and Zoltor would be there, you know, the incense burning, candles lit, and there'd be like a, a girl in full dominatrix gear, choke collar, corset, thigh high boots, and it's yep. like, Zoltar, what's going on? That's my intern. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. do you remember there was a Beastie Boys concert out at the Allstate Arena? Mm-hmm. And Zoltar, you remember how we would play like music after the show? Yeah. Which was which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening and Zoltar like totally set this whole thing up. He's like, okay, I'm going to offend a lot of you, but I'm going to play something off. I think it was like some old bullshit. <laughs> and he totally set it on the air. He's like, I'm not going to get fired. <laughs> And he completely swore on the radio, which if any of the rest of us did that, we would get fired. Right? 100%. Well, we did, and you just dumped it because we were on a delay and nobody trusted us. So. I mean, Bill no, left had to rein it in anything. so badly. I heard it live on the radio. Yes. Bill's the worst potty mouth ever. <laughs> Is that right, Bill? And we came in. Are you? No. When Zoltar was on, and then we you know, passed it to Robert Chase, which I, I heard they both blew you off, James. So that sucks. Well, no, I couldn't get a hold of Robert. Zoltar, oh. Zoltar was scheduled. For oh, you should have told me. I just saw Robert this, this oh, summer. I loved him. Oh, oh yeah. he's Robert's cool. in what, Montana? Yeah, he runs a station in in, uh, in uh, Missoula, Montana. We, uh, My wife, Sam, Samantha James, and I drove all the way across this country uh, to a big family reunion in Idaho, and we stopped in Missoula. This guy started a radio station with some guy uh, called The Trail, and he loves it there. It is a hippie town. He it's is Robert. in his element. Yeah. Uh, he is, a, and he, oh. he he never made us feel bad for him sort of leaving the morning show. He, he's the coolest dude ever. Right, so I, Wendy, love, I love Robert. Wendy, Robert you're talking awesome. about coming in, and you're talking about Robert's or was that the whole thought? Well, yeah, no, I just said we came in and Zoltar was there and I never saw any of the dominatrix girls. I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> I did smell the incense. Oh, yeah. Remember wasn't he a Wendy's... former Marine or something? Yeah, a Navy yeah. SEAL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was one of the things about him is every day somebody would go, you know, he used to be a Navy SEAL or the next day they'd be like, you know, he did all of Yafet Koto's stunt work in Alien. And you'd go, wait, are you sure? Like every day there was a new legend about him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I miss you, great, Bill. Oh my God, it's a great ball. <laughs> and Robert was always looking for his stuff, like yeah. because we'd be leaving and he'd be coming, he'd be looking around and go, "I don't know where my stuff is." And if that happens once in a while, you go, "Well, you maybe you left it in the office." But every day, every Robert day. couldn't find his stuff. But I loved him so much. Just such oh, a nice he was guy. The best. It was a great group of people. And, you know, I I honestly, you know, I you said Steve was our son. Um, (laughs) I felt like, you know, the old lady over there, Bill and I felt like parents and we worked with Brian, the whipping boy. And, you know, I just felt like I was Grandma Wendy over there. (laughs) That's an interesting topic. I think I think we can all talk about this topic. I feel like there's a Logan's run aspect. Mm -hmm to radio. I think it's worse now than it's ever been. But, you know, once your life clock blacks out on your hand, like you've either got to go to carousel or run like old people. I, I, I'm trying to match the Yafat Koto reference. 
<laughs> by going with the William Nolan story of Logan's Run, which was celebrated. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's true, right? I mean, I think Bill Maher said it. Ageism is like the last tolerated discriminatory practice in America. Sure. I think in, in oh, yeah. broadcasting. Yeah. I, I was yeah. told my last job I needed to shave my beard because there was gray in it. And that didn't fit the, the format of the Oh, station. that's horrible. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. But that, that's that's the industry. Was and that a radio we, job, James? Or was that for being a sea captain? <laughs> <laughs> See, there, there are grooming rules I, I am to being a sea captain. fortunate enough to work in radio. But I every know. time I get another job, I'm like, is this going to be my last job? Yeah. But it's it doesn't right? have to be. See, that's what's so frustrating is look at the old people. And I don't mean old, but old timers, I guess, that worked at WGN Radio, Clark Weber, um, uh, Roy Leonard. They worked till they wanted right. to. What? What's yeah. Why? Why can't that happen anymore? Why can't I find a job? Come on. You're I had to saying? grow my beard for the museum. Field, so. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I wax my beard, Lance. So, you know, and the masks help for that. Yes, so. that's right. Waxing is good. <laughs> right, so in summary, someone hire Wendy Snyder. I mean, she, Please. Thank you. Yes. If for no other reason, her home setup is better than any other guest I've had tonight. I mean, she sounds <laughs> magnificent. Yeah, you do have a nice home setup. That's yeah. my husband. Jimmy Mack, listen to Rebel Force Radio if you're into Star Wars there. I told him I'd plug his podcast if I could use his studio. <laughs> So I, I'm trying to figure out which Star Wars comic that is. Is that like a Carmine Infantino cover? We don't know. That's for you, Bill. Oh, that, I love that. <laughs> Great illustrator. I mean, all this Flash stuff in the 60s. Are you kidding me? Sure. That's I'm amazing. leaking your stuff, uh, Bill, uh, as a museum curator. What's on display <laughs> behind you there? Oh, God. Don't. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> you should hook up, you two. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the Hogwarts castle made out of Legos. Wow. Is that what that is? Yeah. And yes, cool. he's married and has two lovely girls. Um, so, yes, it's weird. I'm married to Bob Barnes' wife. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> awfully cool. Thank God. <laughs> God. Rest in peace, Bob Barnes' wife. Oh, no. Is he no longer with us? <laughs> no. He was oh. a teacher of mine at Columbia College. I didn't know that. Wow. I didn't know oh, any really? of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I meant to ask Haima Black when I had him on earlier tonight. What do they teach in the radio department at Columbia now? What's that curriculum? Like? I don't think they call it radio anymore. They call it mixed media now. And which it's makes not sense. Like it used yeah, it's not like it used to be. They're teaching the kids now how to do what you're doing, James, how to do podcasts. Well, you see, kids spend the first six minutes with your microphone off. <laughs> right. Oh, well, you let that go. But I know you and I am just like you. And that would have bothered me, too. Yeah. Here's James on episode one thousand four hundred. I can't believe it's been seven hundred episodes since I started my show with no sound. What was I thinking that day? <laughs> am I any better for it? Have I learned anything? Well, you've, done, you've done such a good go, job. Man. Yeah. I mean, you book all these guests. I love the whole concept of Car Con Carne. You are just rocking it. So thank you. It is you it's, can have, it's so much fun to watch. Thank you, James. You can have any guest on of any time period, man or woman, dead or alive. Who would you have on one person? Pendulette. Would oh. you really? Yeah, I think he's a great oh, interview. Really? Yeah, I, I think of all the, the people <laughs> oh. to interview. I think he's you'll never struggle to have something to ask him. Right. I think he has really profoundly sharp opinions, not necessarily right, but I think he'd be a fascinating person to talk to. And he does not hold back. Exactly. 
There's no filter. Like there are lots of people who I'd love to talk to. Like, yeah, I'd love to sit down with Pat Oswalt or David Letterman, but I'm not sure they'd be great interviews. I think Penn Jillette would be a great interview. Yeah. Well, all you have to do is say what hello. About, right. What about Freddie Mercury? All right. Here's OK. This is not going to be a popular opinion. Queen has a lot of good songs. They do not have a good album. I, I, I dare okay. you to tell me one album of Queens that is good from start to finish. No, I, I can't. I can't. But I think they have really great songs. <laughs> greatest hits. Good answer. Greatest hits. Lance pulls it out. No. Way to go, Lance. Although That's that radio wit. <laughs> they, they lose me at, uh, at Bicycle Race and Fat Bottom Girls. Oh, that's a great tune. Really? Yeah. Well, I think there's, a, there's weirder tunes than that. For sure. All right. That all aside, thank you, everybody. This is, uh, I, I've said it probably a few times tonight. This is, you know, a lovely thing for me. And one of the great, I don't miss being on the radio, but I miss being with the people who I did radio with. Oh, uh, well, congrats to you. We had so much fun we did. back in the day. Radio oh, yeah. used we to really be fun. Did. <laughs> yeah, and it can be again if you hire Wendy Snyder. That's right. I, that was my next line. Thank you, James. You <laughs> well, well, my wife would have loved to be here. Uh, she would have loved to see Steve Fisher's face or whatever your last name is now, Steve. I know. And been and we have seen Brooke a few times, which has been lovely. She's in England right now, and it is like three thirty in the morning. And oh, yeah. we'll gonna... tell her hi. We'll do. Yeah, she's tell her. Hi. Liz, she's Samantha's really British. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that all day, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Is Prince yeah. Charles really yeah. British? <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. He's guy. not, is he? I don't think he is. All right. <laughs> so in summary, oh, Lance, what's going on? Are you, do you have an exhibit coming up? Are you working on stuff? Well, unfortunately, we're this week we're tearing down State of Sound. It's been a real, uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience to have that. We, we were able to, I mean, it was basically a, a, a labor of love to be able to create an exhibit that celebrates the music from Illinois and, and have people, we created a little, you guys would have loved this. We created a radio studio in the middle of the gallery. I did. Love uh, it. James came and taped his podcast, but we had um, people from Brooks station. We had people from all different stations all over the, the, uh, uh, yeah. the state uh, cool. come and use it about 18 different stations. And, and uh, we borrowed artifacts from everybody from Miles Davis to a really crazy, frightening microphone stand for ministry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it's been wonderful. No, it and, was and, a uh, great exhibit. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And, and it, it was a just a wonderful experience. And uh, um, yeah, so, you know, um, next next one up is a rental. It's not that big of a deal, but uh, we're working on one for 2023. It'll be pretty cool. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of a weird industry, but it's creative and you feel like you're doing something important. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's it's been a good ride after Q101 uh, sure. for me. But, all right, Lance, awesome to see you. Thank you for doing this. Lance Tauser, everybody, of the former Lance and Stoley Morning Show, uh, who you may remember yep. from back in the day. Uh, Brooke, lovely to see you. I'm glad, glad we got the audio figured out. Uh, where can we hear you now? I know. I'm so sorry. I'm a whole mess, but here I, I finally got it figured out. So, yes, it was great to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. So where, where can, can we hear you? Um, right now I'm doing mornings on, uh, star 96, seven out of Joliet. I also work for our former boss, Bill Gamble in South Bend, Indiana. And that's a hot AC station. And then also an alternative station out of Benton Harbor, Michigan. Wow. You're busy. 
And I think I'm going to South yeah, Bend to see Alice Cooper in March. Ooh, are you? I, I, I was just uh, Google mapping that earlier to figure out just how how miserable my commute back will be. But yeah, <laughs> get your eyeliner ready. Holland, because he's going to college, and so we've got to go and visit a school in Holland on the fourth of February. So maybe I'll stop by and. I haven't seen him forever. I never talked to him. I just work for him. <laughs> That'd be like, all right, Brooke. Awesome. Let's stay in touch, please. Yes. All right. Bye, Brooke. Uh, Steve bye. Fisher, you're successfully out of the business. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, and <laughs> so there's really nothing to plug. I mean, if people want to buy a house, they should buy it from you. I know that. <laughs> I just want to go to makingchicagomove.com. That's it, James. Makingchicagomove.com? That's it. I, I, when was the last time I saw you? I think it was when you were writing the book. And we so went out for breakfast. Yeah, so it's been 10 years. It has been 10 years. Great yes. book. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Fisher. Thank you, Wendy Snyder. <laughs> Steve Fisher, uh, one of the, one of the um, few people on this call who clearly hasn't aged, joining the ranks <laughs> of DJ Love yeah. Cheese and uh, Chris Payne tonight. Thanks, so, brother. Whatever weird, weird thing you've done to, to keep yourself from advancing, congratulations. Thank you, my brother. All right. Lovely seeing you, Steve Fisher. See you as well. Bye. Bye, All right, that means we have aged, Bill. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I went through weird, with you. But I got it. Yeah. I, have, I, I wanted to save you two for last because as we were talking in the live stream, Wendy Snyder, uh, Jimmy Mack did say six shout out to Carmine Infantino. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, look at the multimedia family. We're the, in. Wow. The, the nerds coming together. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. Makes me happy to see the two of your two of your faces together on the same screen. Thanks, James. Nice to see your face. And, and, and thanks we, for asking us. Yeah, of course. I, I, again, this is this is totally selfish and fun and just it's just great for me to reconnect with people. Oh, that's so nice. But seven hundred—that's quite a milestone. You're doing something right, I think. Well, if you hit that number, I don't. You know, I don't know if I am or, or if I'm not. During the pandemic, I went nightly. Because yeah. that's the only way to keep the podcast going. So I mean, that certainly helped. Sure. Accelerate the the number numbers game. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's something I enjoy doing. It's the, the way I like to do radio. I mean, you 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 both get it. Sure. Definitely. I have a guest suggestion for you, actually, James. I I know that you love going and buying vinyl. I have two boys, uh, twenty two and nineteen, that are into vinyl. Those um, are weird names. <laughs> <laughs> I just I am hooked on TikTok lately. I haven't contributed anything, but I like watch people and get recipes and do things. And Danny Bonaducci, Bill, our old friend yeah. Danny Bonaducci is now on TikTok and he does the coolest thing. He goes to various record stores and he will pick up, he'll look for a Partridge Family album and he autographs it and then puts it back in the rack and people can buy it autographed. And I think that is the coolest I thing love that. ever. Oh, I'd love to talk to Danny. I've never, I've never met him. I'll see if I can hook you up. Oh, I'd, I would absolutely love that. Danny's. I just thought of you. I mean, going, you go and buy vinyl yeah. and post it on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that is such a great album. So see, I thought of you. And, and that's one of the many reasons I love Bill Leff is that collector's mindset. I've always loved collecting things. I, I think I yeah. got it. For, I think I got it from my grandmother that that just the, the joy of acquisition of finding those holy grails like I, I don't look for super expensive things i just look for things i enjoy and it's thrilling to find them and i i see what bill's done in his uh hermetically sealed action figure <laughs> museum 
But and what's I, weird I, about your grandmother is she collected <laughs> weapons and stuff like maces and throwing like, stars. Yeah, well, mostly medieval tools. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. She had a dungeon out in Elk Grove Village I used oh, to go boy. to, and I'd be so afraid. To so be did Zoltar. <laughs> and with that hire wendy snyder watch the left with puppets i, I really <laughs> that says it all right thank you yeah. so much congrats on 700 james you do a great job thank you wendy snyder lovely to see you lovely to see you too bill left truly a pleasure thanks james and bye wendy bye guys keep doing what you do and, and you I, and i think that takes us to the end of episode 700 uh thank you if you, if you watch for any portion of this i appreciate it or if you're listening to it after the fact thank you very much uh, i want to thank all my my guests who showed up tonight people who i love and enjoy the company of I, doing radio is not as fun as it used to be but the people who do radio are awesome as i hope hope you experienced tonight so thank you this is episode 700 i'm not wasting any time episode 701 We'll roll out on Wednesday with Cinco de Gatos. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me do this. And thanks for just participating by watching and listening.